Are we rolling? I think we're rolling. Are we rolling? I think we're rolling. We're a go! When Irish eyes are smiling. Cue the bagpipes, ADR. Oh, we don't have ADR sound. Anyway, so nothing. welcome back to Couch Conversations. The Irishman. Yes. Netflix invited us. Yeah, we're fancy. Invited so us fancy. to a screening of The Irishman uh, a few days ago, and we got to see it. And um, By the way, he got the invite. I was like, hey, we're going to go to this screening. I was like, cool. Gets to the screening, and then is like, um, I think this movie is like three hours and 30 minutes. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Failed I... to mention that part. Cut! Originally, they said the runtime was three hours and 49 minutes, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have a pair of Depends on me. I can't sit in this movie theater that long. But it ended up being um, just over three and a half hours or something like that. It was long. I haven't sat in a movie theater that long since, like, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the, it was probably a Lord of the Rings film. Endgame was over three hours. Oh, Endgame. Yeah. Endgame was amazing. Remember how you didn't want to go to Endgame because it was going to be over three hours? I didn't want to go to Endgame because it was over three hours. <laughs> we went to Endgame. It was amazing. I love Endgame. And I'm crying right now. I mean, on the inside. A little bit. A lot. Anyway, um, tonight our talk is sponsored by, okay, not, we just bought some at Wegmans. Um, Bronx Brewery built this IPA. Built for this. Built for this, take eight, Northeast Indian Pale Ale. It is 7%. So this is about to go downhill real quick. All right, cheers. Mm. It's kind of got a citrus vibe to it. Yeah. But it also feels like it's going to knock me on my ass. I said it. Anyway, let's get into it. Let's talk about this film. You going to say something or are you just going to sit there drinking beer? I wasn't enjoying my beer for just a second. I already talked more. The Irishman by Marty Scorsese. Okay. Did you call him Marty? Everybody calls him Marty. <laughs> Marty, call me though. I need a movie. I need a roller. Something. No one's cast me anything in a long time. I love him because I'm a born and bred New Yorker and his movies are always, it just feels like home. You know what I mean? So to watch this, I mean, if you've seen his previous work, then you know, you kind of get the tone, the idea of what you're going to see in The Irishman. I don't know, like, to me it felt funnier than most of his other movies. The funny moments had to have been written, because they were so on point. They were all on point. And, and, and I have to say, I'm, you know the, the, the cast, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, uh, just everybody was in this damn movie. Like, literally every New York actor, they were like, put him in there. I gotta tell you, everybody was amazing, but Joe Pesci, Pesci was amazing. I actually don't, this is going to sound terrible, I don't think of Joe Pesci as, as a very good actor. Like, I think of him as a character and like... I didn't say that, Joe Pesci. And so when I think about him, I think of him as like a, char a character, not like this amazing actor, whereas in this movie he felt like an amazing actor. 
his performance was so nuanced that I was just like, from an actor's perspective, I was like, oh my God. Like, it just felt like, it felt like a master class. Yeah, it was it, it literally it felt like a master class. really good. And going into the movie, I got to tell you, I didn't even know, I don't know if you knew, I didn't know, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but I mean, you probably read a review and kind of have the general idea of what the film is about. I didn't know that there were going to be so many tie-ins in this movie to real life factual events that happened, like historical events. And I was just really taken back. I mean, it was, it was, it harkened back to almost like the feel of like when you saw Oliver Stone's um, JFK, I believe, is that what it was called? JFK. JFK yeah. Where, you know, he ties in all this like archival news footage and like reporters and, and mm -hmm. another thing we were talking about, like that I'm still shook about in the movie, the Costumes set were on point. So good. It made you feel like you were living in specific moments. If you were in Miami or Philly or like Brooklyn, it was just... It definitely like really put you into the situation. Yeah. I personally walked away from the film like, damn, that was good. You know, just, oh, that was good. A day later, wow, that was really good. How many days later? Dude, that was really amazing, wasn't it? Like that's... Yeah. It's like the more I thought about it and the things that happened in the film it is it is truly a character study film you know like yeah like the, it's the, definitely all about the character yeah but i mean just i mean it's it's you know have you ever watched a tv show or a movie and you're like i don't like this main character at all yeah. and you still watch it like you understood why he was doing what he was doing yeah. and all of his motivation and yeah. That's also, by the way, an amazing thing to be able to like pull off mm -hmm. where you understand why they're doing what they're doing, even if it's all really reprehensible. Yeah, yeah. And that's fascinating. And I, so like the more you thought about it, the more you were just, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, holy crap, that was amazing. If and when you see this film, you should see it. But again, a, a lot of people, I heard people come out of the screening saying stuff like, Oh, you know, if I watch it at home, I probably wouldn't have watched it all in one clip. And I'm like, I know it's a long movie. But if you're at home and you're watching a movie, I say, sit down, turn your phone off. and Get watch, your snacks. Get your it's snacks. Long. You got to have your... It's long. It's a long-ass movie. Make sure you have your IPAs and your charcuterie or whatever the hell you snack <laughs> on. Your Doritos. Um, Funyuns. Uh, Cheetos. I will say that I was sort of on the same... It was amazing. And it was... I actually turned, I was really glad that we were watching it in the theater because it meant that I fully had to pay attention through the entire movie and you not just like be on my phone and miss something or the film was based off of a book and the screenplay was written by Steven Zalian what hasn't he done is the question Schindler's List oh well, Schindler's okay. List okay a civil action uh, that was good um, searching for Bobby Fisher oh that was good yeah the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay. What? You, the night of that TV series that everyone freaking watched. This is like Moneyball, American Gangster, with, with Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. Jesus. Oh. Hannibal. Oh. Gangs of... Okay. Mission Impossible. Okay. So, you've written everything. How in Hollywood right now, it's all about, we're going to remake this, we're going to remake that. And I'm like, pump the brakes. Your source material is in every corner bookstore that you go to. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I'm not gonna start, because, I mean, it's, it's a fucking rabbit hole, That's basically. a slippery slope. It's a rabbit, but seriously, like, I've been talking about this book called The Human Disguise 
I actually contacted uh, the publisher of the book um, just to inquire because it's not like I have any Hollywood connections. <laughs> Marty, call me. Oh, no, the book hasn't been optioned. Yeah. I'm floored. I'm like, how could you not? There are definitely, okay, there are definitely, I think your point here is that there are definitely books that you read and you could see being really amazing films. It's very visual. You know, and Human Disguise is one of mm -hmm. those. So when they talk about redoing all of these, like, movies from before, and it's like, but there are so many great stories out there. There's so many good stories. Original content yes. is actually produced. Yes. Um, and I think that that's happening. It feels like it's happening. It feels like You'll it's happening. You're starting to see more things that feel mm -hmm. fresh and original and yep. interesting. Because there are so many options yep. and there isn't just this one track that's like, yep. if it's not going to make $150 million that's the, that's in its the first weekend. We talked about this years ago, saying that movie studios, before the streaming services truly started producing content at this level, we were like, how come studios just invest, like, have smaller budget projects yeah. and just invest in those? Like, have, like, umbrella, like, production companies and, and they create it or, or, like, launch uh, film projects. And they didn't do it. And then all of a sudden, hello, Netflix. Yeah. Hello, like I said, all these, all these like companies look at, look at Irishman. Like, yeah. if you actually, like, look it up. Mm -hmm. um, it's been in sort of pre-production hell for, like, since 2014. Mm. Its budget was insane. One thing that yeah. I read was, like, $158 million to make this movie. I bet you most of it was just for the actor's salaries. <laughs> sure, I'll go. Yeah. I've read a couple of reviews since then. Yeah. And and almost every review that I've read has been like, this is his best work in years. Yeah. This is all this is, of the top, like all of those actors, yeah. best work in it's, a really it's long the time. Pesci, um, Pesci. Pesci was amazing, but Nero had a period there where he was doing some really questionable things. You're right. No, no, absolutely. And I think, I think, Winkle. Yeah. I'm just saying. He, you, know, I'm just like, we all know he's an amazing actor. Yeah. He had some questionable choices there. I think sometimes straight up, I, I mean, I don't know because I don't know Bobby, but I did say it like I did. <laughs> Someone's going to pay me how much money? I'll do that damn movie. You know what I mean? Do you ever see those movies? Remember Matt Damon and the, uh, the Great Wall movie that he did? Oh. I guarantee you his paycheck was so big, he was like, I don't care what anyone thinks of me. The check cleared. I'm doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm so, so I think maybe he went through that period. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean. All I'm saying is that the top, me the top mm -hmm. three people put in some amazing work. Yes. I literally felt like the torch was being passed to those actors. The next movie, whoever does the next great gangster flick or whatever, will actually, they won't default to the De Niro's about us. Mm -hmm. They're going to use these other actors. That we've seen, and they're gonna start to be like, "Oh, you're the now you're becoming that iconic actor." If you're on the, if you're on the screen for yeah. thirty seconds in a Marty, Marty Scorsese film, your career is like, "Should I die now?" Like, I mean, come <laughs> on, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I mean, it just reminds you how good they all are. And also prepare yourselves. It's funny, it's dramatic, and at moments they will shock you sometimes at how the violence happens within the film. I'm not trying to set up any expectations, but I love the way it was handled because it didn't feel like it was glorified in any yeah. way, shape, or form. It just was what it was. And you're like, which actually almost made it seem more violent. And that made it feel just like 
like almost a gut punch every time it happens. Yeah, and there's I clutched not, my pearls, and I and didn't there's even surprisingly wear it. not a lot of it. It's not a lot of it, but when like it happens, you're like, if it you was really good. have the opportunity, I, I, and you are a fan of film. I'm assuming you are, because you're here with us. Watch it. Spoke a little bit. Don't mind me. That's a shame. That's a shame. I mean, it is a seven percent <laughs> beer, so you know, it's gonna happen. But anyway, hope you enjoyed the talk. Thanks for like checking us out. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Watch The Irishman. And we'll see you next time.